This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, July 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Farm Bill talks edge closer. Trump seen needing Farm Bill finished. House Ag Labor Bill readied. And trade debate snares corn growers. Welfare issue looms as Farm Bill negotiations near. Congress is a step closer to beginning negotiations on a farm bill. The House agreed by unanimous consent yesterday to go to conference with the Senate and then named its 47 conferees. There is no schedule yet for the Senate to vote to go to conference and name its seven negotiators. Some 31 of the House conferees are members of the Agriculture Committee. That's more than half the 46-member panel. 23 of those will represent the Agriculture Committee directly, while eight will represent other committees that have interests in the bill. Keep in mind, statements put out by House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conway and leaders of the Senate Agriculture Committee made unmistakable references to what will be the toughest issue in the negotiations, and that what to do about the House GOP's insistence on tighter work requirements for food stamp recipients. Conaway said that one of the goals of the House conferees is to help millions of low-income Americans climb the economic ladder. The statement by Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts and Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow of Michigan said that negotiators must put politics aside and focus on the needs of our farmers, families, and rural communities. Both Conaway and Roberts have indicated those work rules will be one of the first issues that they discuss. Former Ag Chairman sees quicker conference. Took about four months for the 2014 Farm Bill to be enacted after the conferees were named. But Representative Frank Lucas, who chaired the House Agriculture Committee at the time, thinks the process could go quicker this time. He argues that the final version of this bill should be easier to write since there aren't the sharp differences over commodity programs that there were five years ago. There's also a sense of urgency for lawmakers and for the White House because of the uncertainty created by President Donald Trump's trade policy, Lucas said. It will be, quote, a priority for the administration to get something to sign. House Ag Labor Bill unveiled. House Republicans moved closer to a floor debate on ag labor needs by unveiling a bill that would replace the H-2A visa program and require all employers, including farms, to start using the E-Verify system to make sure workers are legally in the country. The Ag and Legal Workforce Act includes provisions that were part of a broader GOP immigration bill that was voted down on the House floor last month. Co-sponsors of the Ag Labor Bill include Conway and the House Agriculture Committee's ranking Democrat Colin Peterson of Minnesota, as well as the chairman of two conservative GOP groups, the House Freedom Caucus and the Republican Study Committee. The bill would authorize 450,000 H-2C visas annually, and the visas would be good for three years. Now, keep in mind, there are still some troublesome provisions for farmers, including the requirement that workers have health insurance. The bill also would leave family members of existing farm workers in limbo if they are in the country illegally. The American Farm Bureau Federation is backing the bill, but the California Farm Bureau, the American Hort, and the Western Growers Association are not. Western Growers represents fruit and vegetable producers in California and Arizona. H-2A demand up nearly 30%. 
The bill's introduction comes as demand for the H-2A program continues to soar as farms try to fill their labor needs amid the ongoing immigration crackdown. The Labor Department certified 81,418 H-2A slots nationally during the latest quarter, which is up more than 29% from the same period a year ago. At current trends, the government will issue 242,000 H-2A visas this year, compared to last year's record of 200,320, that according to a Farm Bureau analysis. NCGA members narrowly split on trade versus aid vote. Corn growers are struggling to agree on how to respond to President Trump's trade policy. By a margin of just two votes yesterday, members of the National Corn Growers Association voted to retain a policy supporting compensation for producers in case of losses attributable to U.S. trade policy. A NCGA action team recommended killing the policy, believing that it undercut the group's preference for free trade rather than government assistance in its absence. But there was a palpable concern that deleting the provision wouldn't sit well with farmers that are struggling now to make ends meet. One delegate from Illinois said during the debate, You guys that want to delete this, you must be in a lot better financial situation than most of us in the country. The motion to strike the policy failed 60 to 62. NCGA President Kevin Schoonis said the organization still prefers a market-based approach to producer compensation. First and foremost, he said, we would rather have trade, not aid. He said, we certainly don't want to get our income from the federal government. New U.S. trade investigation could spur more friction with Canada. Animosity over tariffs and the NAFTA disagreements have been raising tensions between the U.S. and Canada for months. But it may get worse before it gets better, as the U.S. Commerce Department opens up a new investigation into uranium imports. The new Section 232 investigation, like the one into steel and aluminum before it, will look into whether uranium imports are threatening U.S. national security. That the word of Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. The steel and aluminum investigation resulted in steep tariffs on Canada, Mexico, the European Union, Turkey, China, and elsewhere. Many countries, including Canada, retaliated against U.S. agriculture and food. Canada levied tariffs on yogurt, ketchup, maple syrup, cranberries, and other U.S. goods. Canada is the largest exporter of uranium to the U.S., supplying 25% of all U.S. imports, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. And the country to be hit the hardest if the new investigation results in more U.S tariffs. Here's today's He Said It. I'm a flip phone guy in a Bitcoin world. That Representative Doug LaMalfa of California holding up his phone at a House Agriculture Committee hearing held yesterday on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, July 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.